0: welcome to the SCV leadership and business solutions webcast. My name's Paul Raggio,
1: And I'm Lisa Roggio. And we are very happy to be here today, tomorrow and in the future to help you find your way. We're so proud to be partnering with the signal to be giving you some substantive, uh, great conversations with community, uh, leaders and movers and shakers. And we are so excited that we are going to be having co-owners of College Joe Catering in Santa Clarita Valley join us today to talk about their why and their uh, experience in the food industry and why it's important for us to be eating their food. So before that, Paul has a brief announcement.
0: We offer a complimentary business health checkup and it's something you ought to take advantage of. We provide a questionnaire and, and we have different types of questionnaires And they range from anywhere from 40 to 100 questions, but they really cover the whole breadth of your business from your vision, your mission, to what you're providing to your clientele or customers, what your financials ought to be looking like, your unique selling proposition, marketing plan, team. And and, uh, we ask that you fill out the questionnaire. You come back and sit with us for 60 to 90 minutes. It doesn't cost you a thing. It's free, but we, we assure you that you'll walk out of our office with value. So this is something you should take advantage of no matter where you are in your business life cycle.
1: Excellent. So we are so excited to be talking to co-owners of O Catering, uh, Chef Carlo and Jennifer Avincena, and they have over 40 years of hotel catering and restaurant experience. In an unprecedented time, Carlo and Jennifer are taking their skills and talents learned from working in various mid-tier to luxury Los Angeles hotels, coupled with what is most important to them, sharing their Filipinx American culture. At College Joe Catering, they are building community through Filipinx-inspired cuisine. And this is so fun for Paul and I today because we are foodies. And we have a history of being raised uh, with parents and a mother who pays special attention to food preparation and what we Mm -hmm. eat. So we're one of those families that we talk about food while we're eating. So um, we start every conversation with why. Why did you go into business doing what you're doing and um, what are you doing to fulfill your why?
2: Yes, definitely. Hi. Thank you for having us here. So at College Catering, our Catering, is really stems from our culture, our family. Um, I think a lot, I believe a lot of the things that we do, say, learned, you know, anything, everything from when I was little to now, the way I um, present myself professionally and personally all stems from culture. Um, it's really d- due to my grandmother and culture isn't all isn't necessarily always about the dances or the history, but culture to me too is um, behavior, um, character in some ways, um, practices, daily practices. So growing up, um, Carlo and I come from big families. Um, we would often have large family gatherings and you know, on my mother's side, there's fourteen siblings, so I have over 20 cousins. So, just immediate family alone is a party. Uh, So, uh, we would have gatherings almost every weekend because I was fortunate enough to have my grandmother with us in our house. So, you know, of course, they would visit our grandmother. So, it's a party every weekend. And we would, so, learning how to host, it kind of just grew into my professional career in, in hospitality. So, um, and I think the same thing with Carlo, he's more of the chef. I'm more of the front of the house, he's yeah. more of the chef back of the house, so he yeah. can share his Exactly, why. so
3: so again, hello Paul, hello Lisa. Um, thank you for having us on again. Oh um, uh, yeah, the why for us also is, why we started Calajo was uh, during the pandemic, um, we unfortunately uh, lost our, both our uh, jobs. Um, Jennifer uh, was um, a senior catering manager in downtown LA. I was a chef in Santa Monica. Uh, at a hotel, unfortunately when the pandemic hit, uh, we both lost our jobs. So one of the why's was the pandemic, but uh, you know what, uh, this has always been brewing. Uh, we've been always wanting to do this. So uh, when it happened uh, during the pandemic, we're, we're just like, the, the, the question was, why not, you know? Um, because at that same time, it's like we had really nothing to lose and we really wanted to start at you know relatively slow and then we were able to do it through the pandemic fortunately and then also the why for me is is really i i i enjoy family so just like jennifer touch we 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 have big families so um for me it's always about trying to give a Give a part of my life to other people uh, by starting this business, by by introducing them to not only my family but really I- introducing and, and bring them into our community and into our family as well. So that's also why we also started Calajo, was really to bring a um, you know a, a family based business you know uh, centered around the community itself.
0: We we talk a lot uh, with business owners and our own clientele about uh, your purpose and values and how important they are to emotionally connect with the public and your clientele. And clearly you, you have a great why, your purpose for being in business. And Jennifer, your discussion on values really resonates with us, not mm-hmm. only because of the family, same with us, our family is steeped in values, but it's so important from a business standpoint that those values are projected and conveyed to your clientele. Uh, again, it brings a, an emotional connection, in, and it gives them a reason to bring you on board as a trusted partner. And whatever you know, especially if they're having father uh, family gatherings or, or mm-hmm. however else they're going to use your catering and entertainment services. So, talk a little bit about. It, it's always exciting talking to yeah. new business owners and where they're headed talk a little bit about your vision and where you're headed where you where do you see yourself in three to five years with this uh, new adventure that you're on
2: oh sure yeah so you know our our big our big um you know going back to the vision is you know because we are very community centered um coming up in as a small business owner in a pandemic was kind of unusual um i think that's a that's for a lot of people but prior I think what was so scary pre-pandemic just in general opening your own business is the risk the cost you know um, making sure you're going through the correct procedures and permitting and all that Um, and in a way the pandemic kind of alleviated that because of this whole unusual time so I think that for me personally it was really um, Knowing that we can do what we do, what we're doing now, there, you know, coming in there's a lot of insecurity, and so going through the, through the past year, I've, I've felt nothing but support. I, I feel like, you know, we have such a great support system, and the fact, you know, we are growing our community. So, I want to be able to see other small business owners and younger generation. I want them to see that they can do it too. Because growing up, um, you know, realistically, you know, I didn't see a lot of Asian-owned business, or I didn't see a lot of people that looked like me on television, and I didn't grow up in an environment where there was a lot of people that looked like me. So I wanted to provide inspira- doing what we're doing. I want to provide inspiration to the younger generation, to you know, people of color, underprivileged folks, that they are, they can. And they, they have the ability to do whatever they want to do, especially if they want to become a small business owner. So what the way that translates to our business is that, you know, we want to get to a point where we're obviously self-sustainable. But we also want to go out there and purchase our own land, purchase our own building and own and provide a resource to the community where that means, you know, having an open kitchen for up-and-coming chefs or restaurant owners or, you know, having conference rooms so that we have a resource for those starting out to have a place to meet. So, And then obviously, of course, you know, having a resource to the youth. Um, luckily in Santa Clarita, we have a lot of great recreational programs. Uh, but. I'd like to see something more, you know, centered on the business end of things, where um, it's it's where it encourages entrepreneurism and professional development at a younger age.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Wow, we're excited about your future.
1: <laughs> we we speak the same language, and um, you like, you know, probably a third of the businesses out there that were uh, that survived COVID. You were created during COVID. Uh, Mm -hmm. but you've resiliency, right? And that's the other side of the coin when you're going through something that's been um, such a trial for us in this last year and a half. And you also experience forced evolution. You may Mm -hmm. not have experienced what you did in launching your business Mm -hmm. otherwise, um, but dug deep. And then when you look at, in hindsight, what happened, you're talking about, you know, Paul and I talk about this a lot when we're talking Mm -hmm. to our business owners that the vision that you have is for ultimately the greater vision of what it is we mm-hmm. want to personally achieve the business that you have is the mechanism in which it takes you to fulfilling that personal dream. So we hearing about you, you are, are both, um, talking about the heart of being an entrepreneur and, and then the legacy, you know, when you're talking mm-hmm. about what it is that you want to do for the community and, uh, and that resonates with both of us. We were very service driven, driven, believe in servant leadership. We were raised with wonderful models in regards to our parents mm-hmm. and what they did for community. But you're talking about impact and you're talking yeah. about legacy mm-hmm. and yeah. that's so exciting. I mean, that gets people, those are the kinds of things that when you start to message that out to your public, you know, cause mm-hmm. it's, it's the food and mm-hmm. it's, other vision in which you want to lead and make a difference
3: right of course course. right and then honestly speaking i mean there are definitely people like us you know uh who who are striving to 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 be better and to do what they love and then just unfortunately it's they're just trying to find a space they're trying to find a community because it's so difficult just for one um, one business owner to make it. Usually, you always collaborate with other business owners. You know, you're able to at least get some feedback from them. How's the community? I mean, how? I mean, what, what's driving your sales? What's not driving your sales? So, you know, for me, uh, just like Jennifer said, is that's what we really need is a center where we could really communicate and and, and really intelligently Intelligently have a community, a, a, a dialogue in regards to how we can really sustain our business and and really how we can really grow it. So for, for me, that's that's exactly what uh, I see college in the future is. We're able to at least build a community where we're able to at least grow more businesses, not just ours, but other mm-hmm. uh, other businesses as well.
0: Mm. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's uh, truly remarkable that you have that type of concept going into starting your business. A lot of times, business owners will just get stuck on what they have to be able to produce or serve, and they aren't thinking bigger picture, which is really important to the longevity of your business itself. You know, we met at the Chamber Mixer. It's a great place to meet, mm-hmm. network. It's a great place to be able to talk to others about your business. And like you were uh, just saying, Chef, you know, uh, how are they doing? What what type mm-hmm. of things are they doing? So you can pick up an awful lot from doing that. You know, one of the discussions we had at the Chamber Mixer was is, especially when you're starting a business, get get the things right, get the foundation right. Yes. And, yes. and we often uh, talk to our clientele that when you do that, it just helps you so much more in terms of scaling in the future. Mm-hmm. And especially if you have some big dreams, like what you two are talking about, you get the foundation, right? And then you actually incrementally build as you continue to grow and scale it becomes mm-hmm. really important. Yeah. So talk a little bit about your, you know, you've just started, you started the pandemic. What were some of the immediate challenges you had that you had to overcome? I'm, uh, mm-hmm. The audience always likes to hear this and they can relate to it, but what were those challenges and what did you do to overcome them?
2: Yeah, I think one of the biggest things was um, sourcing ingredients. So <laughs> ube, which is ube as our yam, it, it, there was a period because everyone started baking. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone started baking Filipino um, pastries and whatnot, and that included ube, uh, ube extract. And um, there was a time last year where it was very difficult to find it in the Asian markets, or even online. Or and if you did find it, it's extremely expensive. Um, so that was one of the challenges. Um, I actually had to source some ingredients as far as the East Coast, where I reached out to friends on the East Coast in Vegas um, to ship me some
3: ube, ube
1: products, jam, yes. <laughs> so oh. just
2: to keep up with orders. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know it seems minuscule, but like on a, for a food business that's such as, like, uh, yeah. you know, you it, it, it can't substitute ube yeah. extract, yeah. right? You know, um, but we were able to get through it. Um, yeah. You know, we we had to kind of slow down the ordering and and make people aware that um, we may not be able to quickly accommodate or always accommodate what they're requesting, though we have other flavors available. Um, but I feel like you know we kind of pivoted that that challenge well. Um, the other end of it was we're a catering business. You know, how can we start catering during lockdown? So. Um, The intention of our business is catering, since that's why it's in our name. Um, However, um, we opened up as a um, like a dessert shop, like a bakery, like a bakery, Mm -hmm. because we couldn't cater. I mean, um, you know, I think takeout was kind of in that time. Takeout. Even with other restaurants, they were trying to figure out how to maneuver takeout versus in-room dining when when their main main um, service was in-room dining. But we we did really well with the dessert shop and baked pastries. So um, and now now we're just moving it. Now that everything's opening up, we're trying to push our catering services now.
3: Well, also the, uh, a dovetail off what Jennifer said during the pandemic, you know, uh, uh, we again we weren't doing catering, so we were doing baked goods, a lot of baked goods. I, I found a lot of challenges shipping. Um, yeah. You know, uh, uh, <laughs> I, I mean the mail service was was really taking too long. You know, and we we found out later why they were taking too long. But I mean, uh, regardless, I mean the, the, those were our challenges at the beginning. Was how do we start uh, a catering business? during a pandemic and, and 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 how can we navigate ourselves to really get ourselves out there uh without doing catering but really figuring out uh, a way to really try allow people to try our product. so i mean that that was that was a challenge in the beginning really trying to find that balance but i mean again i i just feel like anything uh you'll definitely you know with any business you'll definitely find challenges but uh, if you look at it in in, in a very positive way you, you just look at it as something that's an opportunity that you can really look at and say hey you know what let's shift our our, our thinking and mm-hmm. let's let's try something different you know i mean uh, what else do we have to lose you know right. that, that, that's the one thing that kept going in my mind every single time it's like okay you know we're really risking a lot of things just what else do we have to lose you know that was the one thing that kept playing in my mind during the during the pandemic and I, and i believe it just just kept my mind and just really focus on and driving on really what what we really think will definitely work for our company
1: you know what I appreciate about what you're saying is both of you have this this wonderful talent in regards to what you've done with food mm-hmm. and then when I hear you speaking you seem to have such an affinity um, And uh, a value in regards to business in and of itself. You know, you're talking about what it is that you could be setting up your business for success, um, and also about the marketing of the business. And we talked about distribution and delivery and some of those things. So, um, two questions for you. One is what did you, what were steps that you took uh, to help you ready for the business side of what you're doing? And then, um, you know, what is it that you familiarize? How do you stay in a learning space for making the business of what you do better? Mm-hmm.
2: To answer your, the way in, in regards to preparation, um, we, we we actually started form, okay, so I'm gonna take you guys back. So when the first time we met, which was 12 years yeah, ago or so. Yeah, 13 years ago, 13 so years ago, yeah. So we, we literally met, um, having a drink in a bar after work one day, and we literally were talking about our hopes and dreams. And wow. we both shared how we wanted to run and operate our own business. Wow. So it's kind of like we had the same hopes and dreams, and we just combined it. So in some downtime, you know, in 2019, you know, I, I knew that, you know, it's coming a time for us to start really developing and pushing toward our, our business. So I did prepare a business plan. Like we both prepared a business plan and we started working on it. And that was done by f- January, February of 2020. And we launched 20 March 2020. So a lot, you know, I was fortunate enough to have the time and energy to put all those things in place as far as preparation. And I really have to say, you know, our professional experience, even though it's hotel, um, but you know we've been we've worked at hotels, we worked at restaurants, we I worked at a bank. I, we've worked at
3: colleges as yeah, well. We've, yeah,
2: we've you know um, volunteering with different um, nonprofit organizations, mm-hmm. you know, combining all that experience and knowledge and just applying it as it works well has really felt like what prepared us. Mm-hmm. And you know I. I work in sales. I've worked in sales, so I really was in tune to, you know, knowing customers, knowing the clients, um, really trying to be able to market to them, but also maintaining our our voice, you know, our authenticity. You know, I'm not when we what we share, you know, in in, in conversations like this. You know i'm not saying things just to say i'm saying it because it's true you know this is like how we really feel you know about community and our food and why we want to share our food um and um, I, I just want to and i feel like i hope that comes off like yeah. i hope that comes off that you know we're very authentic and we're not saying things just to <laughs> say it but i feel like that's a you know, my years of sales experience and training has really pr- helped help us prepare with the bis- opening of the business. I mean, and the operation side, you know, I have no, I don't know what it's like to work in a kitchen, so, yeah. <laughs> and I don't want to. So. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Well, well, and and also I'll be honest with you. I mean, working in big corporations and, and hotels actually. Us because as as a chef I wasn't cooking anymore I was more in line of really managing a kitchen so that's where I learned the business side of the kitchen side the administrative. Uh, the administrative process of it too and then again it's all about connections in the hotel you know the one great thing is we kept all our connections in the hotel Jennifer has different connections in in different organizations uh, whether it be in, in collegiate uh, studies or whether it be in just uh, in different businesses so we're able to keep connections with them uh, and and that's what actually helped us along the way too is we got support from them as well you know so I, I just think what prepared us really was really um, making sure that we were uh, you know in as we were working the corporate side learning the, the, the those those strategic ways of really growing a, a bigger business but now we're utilizing that strategy to really grow our small business
1: yeah. Well, you can tell it makes sense with what you've said, because you can tell that there is a background in regards to a business acumen.
0: And there's a lot of great points that you brought up. The first is just documenting the business plan. We, we often run into uh, new owners who don't do that. And truly, there's a discipline in documenting whether it's your business plan or your processes, Uh, Mm -hmm. We haven't talked about goal development, but you should be documenting your goals. Mm -hmm. You should be really trying to clearly identify what they are and the milestones and objectives you need to be able to achieve them. And then one other point that I want to bring out that will really help the audience is is that we talk a lot about uh, strategic thinking and execution planning, Mm -hmm. and that's different than just strategic planning. We've... Mm -hmm come from an old school that strategic planning you, you did a plan and then you put it on a shelf and then you stated well we have a plan yeah, you yeah exactly. really execute it yeah, so right. our, our nomenclature for it now is is strategic thinking execution planning where you really take the time to strategically think how you're going to position your business through different time periods uh, going forward yes. and then you build and you document an execution plan where you actually have milestones that are achievable uh, Mm -hmm. but that will hold you accountable for that progression becomes Mm -hmm. really important
3: so even in
0: in your early stages in the business life if you aren't doing it now we encourage you to do it and this is a tip for the audience is that do quarterly planning make sure that you set Mm -hmm. aside the time to do it and and that you also set aside the time to do an annual plan you document it and it's tied to the resources that are required and that those resources are called a budget and a forecast mm-hmm. and a lot right. of a lot of the small businesses won't do that either and yes. then they don't have a great idea of what their cash flow is mm-hmm. you know from a day-to-day basis and that's how they get mm-hmm. into trouble yes. mm-hmm. yeah, Agreed. yeah. Agreed. Agreed.
2: fortunately sorry, sorry. I mean working in sales like we were I was very familiar with budget and because you know that was part of my responsibility is to make sure our department is mm. reaching the budget yeah. and then I'm sure you know same thing with Carlo
3: looking through P&Ls yeah. you know uh- so- I mean, uh, especially in the kitchen, you know, we again, budget was the, the, the main key. I mean, you have to keep your food below twenty percent food cost, and and right. that's the balancing act. What's waste? What's 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 reusable? What what's what's uh, what's overproduction? You know, those are things that that kept going in our mind, and and again, that's drilling every single time uh, with our business, and I think that's one thing. I guess we have. Um, uh, a, a great deal of knowledge of because we were we did work in that kind of industry and again like I said we were able to utilize it as we're growing this business yeah. so it does definitely work out for us you
2: know and you know I have to share real quick I did do a preliminary budget um, pre COVID and I I went back I was reviewing the revenues that I estimated I we we came in over. Our budget, oh,
0: at the yes, <laughs> like, yes.
2: first yeah. yeah, I was really cool. impressed, and yeah, I was so yeah. happy. I mean, maybe I under budget. I mean, undercut. <laughs> yeah. but you know, it's like, you know, yeah. what are we gonna do in a it's, pandemic? It, it, <laughs> but, and it's yeah. so
3: hard to judge a business not even one year, right? I, I mean, that's there was just it,
2: so many different factors. Yeah, exactly. So, so it, we, we it, had it <laughs> really, yeah, and yeah. and it's such a, such a thing great thing to see is like when you look at your budget and you're like wow you're hitting those revenues Mm -hmm. you're saving way more on your expenses it's like you know such a boost of self-esteem to me, like again, you know you're doing yeah, exactly.
3: something right. <laughs> and, and again, like you said, Paul, I mean, those are the milestones, yeah. right? Those are the milestones that that, that we definitely want to celebrate, and that's the things that we, we really encourage people to really see, you know, that's that's what encourages us all the time, whether it's a negative or a positive, I think that's where you really re- re-evaluate yeah. what you're doing right or wrong, yeah. you know, so again, numbers don't lie, and then, you know, that's the one thing that we've learned every single time, and, and yeah, I mean, like you said, celebrating those milestones, that really, creates more incentive to your business because then you understand that your business is flourishing your business is growing and then like you said you set those goals that I mean at at that time maybe it might not have been reachable but you reached it so I mean that's a great feeling you know boy you
1: guys your words are music to our ears and we see (laughs) business coaches in the making. Uh, how can people find out more about your business and go to your website? What can they do to get a hold of you, too?
2: Oh, yeah. Well, they could definitely visit our website. It's um, collegeola.com, so it's c-a-l-a-j-o-l-a.com. so all of our menu, our catering, our bakery menu, you could inquire with us, you could order through online as well.
3: Even our events where we're popping yeah, up, we do a lot of where you we're, can see it will be
2: popping up. Um, that is our first and foremost source of, re, you know, our sources uh, for information. I keep that, I go on our website daily to make sure it's updated. Um, and we'd love for everyone to follow us on social media. We're on, uh, F- Facebook. We're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, <laughs> gotta have your LinkedIn, <laughs> and uh, Pinterest, and it's College O Catering LA. Uh, there's links on our website to our social media platforms as well. And you can call us at 661 513 3165, I believe, and I, you can also text that phone number as well.
3: Yes. So. And again, all the information is definitely on our website. So if, if you really want to uh, even read our story I, yeah. I, and, and definitely look, pictures at, uh, look at the pictures of, of our desserts and baked stuff, we definitely have it on our website.
2: If you want to watch us dance, follow us on
3: TikTok.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, thank
1: you so much. This really has been a lot of fun. We encourage thank our you. listeners thank to you. follow you, go to your website. There's a news story on there. There's a great... Uh, a story in regards to your why, your right, uh, but and all oh, the pictures of the food so <laughs> <laughs> elevating. Before we got on the call with you, but we encourage our listeners to visit your website and thank you so much. And and we also encourage our listeners, you know, if you've been inspired by this conversation, you can tell with their backgrounds that. Um, it's so heavy in regards to you know you talked twelve or thirteen years ago having that drink and talking about your dreams. Yeah. It's the it's the heart of an entrepreneur. Uh and, and
3: kids afterwards yeah. too. <laughs>
1: yeah. And, yes. and so we encourage you also to visit our website at one true northcoach.com. There's a lot of information you can get there if you're a business owner or and organizational leader. We have a COVID nineteen resource page. We encourage you to take us up on our offer that Paul announced at the beginning of the uh, conversation in regards to the business health checkup and also to consider contacting us in regards to your executive team facilitation and development needs one-on-one group business coaching, annual and quarterly planning, assessments such as um, how to better communicate and motivate and emotional intelligence. So find out more by visiting our website, oneTruenorthcoach.com and we look forward to our next conversation. And thanks for joining us today. Thank if you.
2: Thank <music>